Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor. Uh, today is uh, Monday. It's a new week. We're going to be starting this for next week's podcast episode. So I'm super excited um, to have you all here. Before we get started, before I tell you about this amazing guest that we have, um, I want to first take a quick moment to say thank you to all of our new listeners. If you are new to the Between the Dream podcast, thank you for taking the time to listen. I ask that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning for my squad, the Dreamers, thank you so much for coming back. Make sure that you continue to like, share, and encourage others to subscribe as well. Um, for those of you all that don't know, I talked about this a little bit on last week's episode, what is between the dream? It's a quote that kind of hit me back in 2013. A mentor said it and I ran with it. Essentially, it's the point between your present moment and your promise, that area I like to call the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, purpose, and plan meant for your life. With that being said, I am here today with somebody super special, someone who has taken the time to embrace many processes. Uh, he's been in this game as a speaker and author of nine books since 2008. Um, this man, I definitely have a lot of love and admiration for. Um, and even as a professional, he's such a great hustle. Like he gets it from so many different levels. He sees it, he's a visionary. And he's just somebody that I think you all need to know. And the funny part about today's conversation is that not only do we work in the same field as far as being speakers and authors, we actually share some of the same spaces. We've got mutual friends, programs that we have spoken for. And the funny part is we've never actually met in person. <laughs> but being able to follow each other on social media and see it. And I wanted to have this conversation. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Please welcome my guest, Mr. Odell Bazell. Odell, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me. And, and shout out to all the listeners that are taking time uh, to, to invest in themselves. I mean, being Absolutely. a part of your show, being a part of your community, it's just that time. This is time that you grow. And uh, I love the work that, you, that you've done. You know, I've been admiring you from afar for a long time. Glad we finally got to connect. Hey, man, thank you, bro. It's been a long time coming. Um, it really has. And that that excites me. Um, man, like I said, I thought that this was important. So you and I got a chance to kind of chop it up um, last week about some ideas. And it was like, hey, I know we've been on each other's minds and hearts. Let's go ahead and make this happen. And one of the things that stuck out to me so much that I know we're going to get into a little bit here is this whole conversation of, of competing. But I think it's even more profound to talk about it now, since we've had COVID happen, since we've got so many things taking place, and what we're starting to see is that people are um, forced to look at a new norm in so many different levels, right? And one of those levels and areas is, you know, um, how we're managing our work, our businesses, for those who might be laid off, and, and maybe they're taking that leap of faith now to come out and try and become entrepreneurs, and they're learning about investing into themselves to get to that level. Um, and COVID is doing that. But before we get to that, Odell, you look, you're a husband, you're a father. How y'all managing with COVID right now, man? How's everything <laughs> going for you? <laughs> All right. So so I know you like to keep it a buck. So, <laughs> so yes, listen, <laughs> um, this has been probably the I, – I wouldn't fancy myself as an emotional person. Like my mm -hmm. wife and I, if we are – 
um, kind of, we're kind of yin and yang. Like I'm, I'm usually the person that stays at a even keel, uh, yeah. with the children, everything. I'm, I'm more chill, but I've been mad emotional, man. Like I, I've been really <laughs> emotional. Um, some days I'm like, yay, I'm home with my family. Yeah. And some days I'm like, man, I wish y'all were gone somewhere. So, oh, um, that's just how it's been. And, and I, I feel it too from, uh, my kids, my kids went and stayed with uh, my in-laws for two okay. weeks um, throughout all of this. And the kids were like, man, we can't wait to leave. <laughs> like, we, we are sick of y'all. So, um, and that was from my 10-year-old to my three-year-old. They were like, I can't wait. So um, it's been a time, man. It's really been a time I've been more in touch with like with time period, uh, because seemingly you have more time, uh, especially like you said, you've been laid off or, you know, for us, for people like us, man, like we had a, oh, I had a moment. I won't speak for you, but I had a moment where it's like, dang, am I going, am I going to get this money replaced? Oh yeah, no, no, I was there too. Nope, nope, I'm right there with you. Yep. Am I going to get this money replaced? So now things are starting to get, uh, I guess, back. Um, people yeah, are yeah. investing more in the virtual space, which is great. Uh, the calendar's starting to look normal again. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to drive Uber Eats, so uh, I'm feeling, feeling go. good about it. Shout out to all the people that do, though, because man. we we needed you. You've been essential. Big facts, man. You know what's crazy, man? I did Uber Eats and DoorDash last year, and it was it was so weird. You talk about the emotional standpoint, and, and, and for me, it was crazy because I had actually just released my fifth book, The Other Side. And so when I did this, I – um. I was really frustrated because work was super slow, like just in this random point. And I was so mad because of the fact that I was coming off of like two or three years where it was just like everything was knocked out the park, home runs. And I'm like, all of a sudden, like 2018 was rough. And then the start of 19 was rough, man. And 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 I remember being so frustrated and humiliated and this isn't to take away from the fact that yo doordash uber eats you know things of the like there are there are tools to make money when you need to right um but i think for and you can understand this as somebody who's been an entrepreneur and who has really learned to master this space since 2008 when you have invested so much time talent and treasure into your vision and and you start to see things shooting off, but then you have those random moments where the road gets bumpy. It can be very disheartening and it can definitely pull you into um, a rut. It can sometimes it can start to eat away at your motivation and your creativity. Right. And so I love that you put that out there, because I think that a lot of times when people see us in the space and the work, they think it's all hunky dory. Right. And I know for a man like you, because I've gotten a chance to follow you for long enough, I know that you really focus a lot on um, investment for the future. And this is in many different capacities, financially, family, work. So even if it wasn't like I'm on my last dime, like we're always thinking ahead when it comes to like, yo, we're trying to get to that point where we're booked two to three years out in advance. So we're always thinking like further and, and I feel you on that. Yeah, so please speak for me in that regard because the reality is, is that I was right there too. I'm like, okay, cool. We're, I'm, I'm safe until this point, but 
I don't know what it's going to look like when summer hit, right? Or like you said, and so people getting back into the virtual space. But one of the things that I love too, and I know you can speak to this, is that you it, it's caused us to really, and it's crazy because we already do this, but it caused us to further think outside of the box when it comes to how we will approach this space to stay relevant in the eyes of those who usually um, you know, utilize our services, but then beyond that, to continue to stretch that to individuals who don't even know us yet. And, and so what does that look like for you? Yeah, that, that was, that's a huge point, bro. And for anybody listening, and again, I just want to echo uh, really quickly, because you said it, being in this space, a lot of people, they look at us and they see, and even our clients, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I know what I paid Richard. I know what I paid Odell. I'm looking at his social media. So, you know, people be counting, you know, they, they count. <laughs> and, and I would just encourage people like having to, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you're quote unquote struggling or COVID has caught, it's okay. Like we're all trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like even at the level that, that I'm at, the level that, that Richard's at, we're all still trying to figure this out. And so Absolutely. it's okay. Even if you have to do something, for a season. Um, my wife had to work, uh, she had to do, um, ESL teaching, teaching the Chinese kids uh, English. You know what I mean? Like we all gotta, we all gotta do what we gotta do. And there's no shame in that. And I had uh, one of my marketing mentors say that the money doesn't matter. And, And I want, I want to hear this before I touch on what you said. The money really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in the bank. It doesn't matter if you have $10 in the bank. It's about what you believe about you. Yeah, and that's true, that's and you got to kind of block out the noise of of what success looks like and all of that. Like, I know people that are, are super successful that are crappy people. Yes. And that matters. And so don't even worry about it. Like the money that I have now and my wife said this to me and <laughs> I said, well, babe, you know, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not as much. You know, I'm only making $2,500 for an hour. And she looked at yeah. me like, Negro, really? $2,500 for an hour? got to get out of my face with that. Like, and it kind of gave me, it's like, dang, like we're, we're still able to do this. So I just wanted to, to put that out there. So what does it look like to serve more people? This has been like the craziest kick in the butt ever. Yeah. So whereas the speech contracts has been my, my main income source for mm-hmm. so long. And then when, when COVID comes in and, and says, you know what, we just going to cancel that for like four months. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this other stuff I had on the drawing board, I guess we got to bring that out. And for me, it's been uh, really uh, helping uh, small business owners with marketing and, uh, yeah. and books. And it's so crazy, man. I believe that that coincidences are God's way of staying anonymous. And so, like, when the, the name of your podcast is what again? Say that one more time. Between the Dream. Between the Dream. I know that people can't see this, but I, I, want, I want you to see it. This is the name of my book, The Time In Between. Love it. Time Love in it. Between. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about in that book, The Time yeah. In Between when you have a dream and you actually actualize that dream. And so it's crazy. And it's a fiction book. It's loosely based and inspired by true events in my life. 
but it's a series that I started called Life Based on the True Story. And oh, wow. so That's dope. I wrote this book, but in, in 2016, I was like, oh, this is something that maybe one day, you know, I'll be able to push it out there. But now uh, it's been like, okay, today is that day. And so we've got uh, a series of books. We've got another book coming out uh, this month. Uh, as far as me and my wife, we talk about our struggle with uh, secondary infertility. Um, and then there's another book coming out at the end of the year uh, called The Woke Capitalist, which speaks to some of the work I do uh, with diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that just, it, it really activate my, my authorship to be like, okay, let's go do this and let's, but let's create a pipeline, right? Let, like the mm -hmm. book is the beginning. If they like the book, they can get into the world, they can buy another book. But then if they want to write their own book inspired by their true yeah. events in their life, then that's what we can do. And that's why I, when I turn life based on a true story into like a publishing imprint. So that's really the thing that, I guess COVID has kind of kicked, uh, kicked in gear for me. It's the super saiyan mode, man. You just kind of, <laughs> you, you go up in gear. I mean, that's what it is, right? And so I love that you put that out there because, I mean, and it's, it's funny too, because I've been in the same boat of like, I got a new book that I'm getting ready to release. And even in that though, too, I find myself like just randomly having these moments of kind of like, wow, the ideas and the thoughts are there. COVID is interesting. And I think not just the, obviously everything that it's doing and producing around the world, but I think even more than that, what I find to be really interesting is just its effect on us mentally and emotionally, you know, like, uh, and I love what you stated too, you know, you and my wife are a lot of like in that regard of being like the even keel, you know, just my, my, my father-in-law served 25 years in the Navy and he, she was the only child. So the way she was raised was to be a super logical thinker. You know, everything's got to make sense. You don't get high on emotion. And I'm the one over here like, yo, like we're going to hell in the hairdresser. Like, and, so, and so the crazy part is like being able to have that good balance though. And it, it, I, I've noticed though that even the most logical, um, even keel individuals are are starting to see some other parts of themselves because of what this time is producing and so in that i think that it's interesting because obviously we can go one or two ways with it you know we can allow those feelings to consume us or we can learn to really adapt to them and work around them and work through them so i love that you put that out there because i think that that's something that people need to, to remember and realize and, and then what a friend told me this uh, a few weeks ago, just in the regard of Richard, you got to show yourself more grace, understanding that you are doing great work during what most are considering a pandemic. And so that's the thing. You're doing great work for everybody listening. I think one of the things that we hear or don't hear enough of is the reality that we are literally walking um, a path that we don't have a blueprint for, but we got to be able to to, to, to trust and continue to, to sow good seeds in that process. And Odell, you said something that I love, man, which was, and this has been in a lot of my presentations that I've been putting in over the last few years, but I think it, it serves a greater purpose for me as someone who focuses a lot on the mental and emotional health side, the wellness side. While we talk so much about self-care, I always tell people that 
one of the biggest things that you can do in self-care is learning to serve others because it does help you as well. And so the fact that you put that out there, I think that serving others in this season has a greater implication than what people um, are seeing. And we won't be able to fully see the fruits of it, I think, until once we get out of this space. But there are going to be some people who remember what you did for them and how you took care of them and how you made them feel in this season here. Right. And I know you know this as as a speaker and as an impactor, an influencer. Yo, some of these students we talking to when we go into these spaces, you never know who they become. You never know any of that. Right. And so I'm just like, yo, like I keep telling people, sow the seed, continue to love on people, continue to serve people. And in that it will help you, but it's also going to change the trajectory somebody else's life and so i love that you put that out there man thank you so much for that um i wanted to dive into um deeper into this conversation as we're talking about covid i think it, it's important to preface this though to say that even pre-covid when life was normal one of the things that we see in all aspects of life whether it comes from the standpoint of uh, uh, uh siblings or whether it comes from the standpoint of being on the job at, at your corporate job, or maybe it's an entrepreneur, um, a, a business, a, a McDonald's across the street from a Burger King, you name it, it's there. But we've seen it in almost every regard in life. And that is this spirit of competition that uh, continues to run rampant. And, and one of the things that I'm noticing um, in, in this time and space, and I've always been against the, the competition aspect from a standpoint of, I think what I've noticed, just when you talk about individuals, you say real recognize is real. And that's so very true. But what, one of the things that we see is that a lot of the ones that call themselves real ain't really real ones. And what we also notice is that they're fighting for pennies in the shallow when you got folks who really need the help and, and who need your work and what you provide drowning in the deep. And so I think that that is so important to, to understand that while we're fighting for scraps on the surface, like it's so much water and land and space, you know, that we could be conquering even together, right? And so, man, I just wanna get your thoughts on this because one of the things that I'm seeing now with COVID is that it has pushed some people into this every man for themselves type of um, uh, movement and, and and, and how are you working through that? Because I see you, I see that you are still pouring into other speakers, other authors, other small business owners and entrepreneurs. And so do me, let's do this, two things. First, just speak to your heart on it. Why is it so important for you um, to, to be able to pour into people rather than hoard it for yourself? And then secondly, um, man, just how do you keep that that in check when it comes to Sometimes, man, the people that you're pouring into, you might see them winning more than you, right? Ah. And so let's 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 tackle let's tackle the, your, your heart first, and then we'll get into that second part. <laughs> yeah, man. The the first thing as far as competition goes, I came up uh, in sports. Um, mm -hmm. You know, basketball. I, I played very competitively. I see you out there dropping them threes. Uh, on your yeah, <laughs> I play. I played competitively, man. I played against a lot of. Like well, some NBA players, some pro players. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was I was on a path, but you know, I stopped growing. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped growing, and uh, so that that was kind of that. But 
So when I first got into the speaking game, it I all I had in my mind was, okay, I got to beat out this person. Like, I, I've got to be better. I've got to – I had that. But my early mentors killed all that because they helped me without mm-hmm. asking for anything. A couple good. people that come to mind, um, and I always name drop if it's good, uh, Peter Billigus, he's a, a incredible college speaker. Um, he took me – I remember one conference I went to, he took me to, like, the penthouse suite. And was like, let me let me tell you something, young blood. Let me show let me show you something. And and I asked him straight up. I said, why are you helping me? And I could be getting some of you know your business. And he said, nah, you're looking at it wrong. He said there are too many opportunities for just one person. He said there are too many opportunities for a hundred people. Love it. And so by me helping you, it's not hurting my business. Mm-hmm. And that that we had that conversation back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Since then, he's still been crushing it. I've still been crushing it. Another mm-hmm. mentor of mine, uh, Stan Pearson, the second, um, he, he told me the same thing. He said, bro, like the better you are, especially as a black speaker, the mm-hmm. better that you are, the better it is going to be for me. Because when it's yeah. my turn, they're going to have a good feeling from having hired you. And so they're going to be more likely to be like, well, let me give this other guy a try. And he says, so the better I make you, the better I make it for everybody else. Uh, So those two guys specifically, along with some other people, Tom Kriegelstein, um, uh, James Robolata, like a lot of other people were always like, here, Odell, here's some free game, bro. And and I just used it because at the time, that's all I could afford (laughs) was free game. So uh, I used it. And, and so I, I always told myself, and I remember, you know, some of the higher ticket coaching programs I wanted to do when we was broke with, without a window, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and a pot, like when we was super broke and I told my wife, I'm going to do this pro- coaching program for $10,000. And she was like, no, you ain't. You ain't about to do nothing. And so uh-huh. I told myself I was always going to have my younger self in mind because I got started when I was 22, man, like. I always wanted to think of that 22, 23 year old kid that oh, yeah. wanted to start. And so I said, I'm always going to give free game for them and for people that, you know, struggled in life or having tough transitions, all that stuff. So that that's the first thing. And, and, and it's always going to be here. Like anybody that, that knows me, you ask any questions about the speaking game and I can answer it pretty quickly. Like I answer it. I'm not going to hold anything back as far as like seeing other people win that is so that I guess this is a, the part connected to earlier where I said COVID got me in my feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now it's like I look at it as like a legacy thing. Like just like I just mentioned Peter and Stan and James mm-hmm. and Tom. It's like I want people mentioning me when they're yeah. getting interviewed. I want people you know, referring me and saying, hey, you know, check out what Odell's doing because, and I say this in in my Impact Speaker Academy training, like, I want to be the person that helps other people touch other people because, you know, Richard, you have spoken to audiences I will never speak in front of, ever, and vice versa. So if I tell you one thing that helps you get in front of 10 more audiences, then Mm -hmm. how many more people did I indirectly help? You know what I mean? So 
that that's really what I look at. And from a straight business sense, it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like from, from a business perspective. And that's one thing that I, that I tell uh, other coaches that I talk to that we, when we collaborate on stuff um, that, that get it. And I also tell people when I, in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, it's like, if we can just get people to understand, like, it's better for you to share the information. Yeah. Like it's better for you. If, if you're, if you're um, in a position of power, it's better for you to break down the system of inequity. It's better. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to take anything away from you. It's going to add more. Like, and I'll use this joke and then I'll let you transition. It's a joke. I don't know if your audience will appreciate this joke, but (laughs) you think about it from a, from a DEI standpoint, if, if everybody just wanted everything the same, then when you wanted to go out and eat, you couldn't get Mexican food. You couldn't get Japanese food. You get, mm-hmm. you couldn't get all the stuff that we enjoy yeah. and that we like. And so why would you want to keep out, you know, any of that stuff? Why would you want to keep out that money? So mm-hmm. it's like that, that. Those are the things that we have to think about. Um, the God that I serve created an all expansive universe. Like everybody can mm-hmm. eat. And, and, and this last point it's not about um, it's not about the resources. It's about the dis- distribution of the resources. Like that's, that's what we got to focus on. Like how can we get everything out to everybody else? Um, mm-hmm. But that's the biggest thing, man. There's no competition. Like you, you and your family, y'all eating uh, before I before we even knew each other. Like you was eating, and yeah. before you ever knew me, yeah, I was eating. So it don't matter. <laughs> And now I think, and I think that's the thing. I think what I've noticed though is that you know, people don't look at it from that regard. And I think perspective is so important, right? When we talk about these types of of moments, you know, I think what I've noticed is that people approach it from that standpoint of like, all right, this is somebody who, while we both might be eating, now that I know you exist in my mind, I look at you as somebody who's going to take a piece of the pie. You know what I mean? And then I think, and I want to help somebody with this today who might be listening, um, just just to catch that, to say that, hey, like what Odell said is so important. Like you were already eating before you knew that this other person existed. And it doesn't take anything away from you because like you said, Odell, like there are audiences that you've touched that I won't ever be able to or vice versa but then in that though you know when we talk about being able and this is something I've always shared with my audiences I'm like there are over seven billion people in this world and with that being the case no two people are exactly alike there are certain voices that some people need to hear that they will receive from better than others but when you talk about principles though right if there's something that I've said that you can take there might be a principle in what I've said that you take back to your audience that might reach somebody in that space in a way that maybe something else wouldn't have, right? And vice versa. And so I think that that's a powerful, um, uh, I don't even want to call it theology. Like that's a powerful principle that needs to be put more into practice by so many people. Because, go ahead, go ahead. Let me just say one more thing. And also we as, as, as speakers, as, as authors, we have to stop thinking about our income being so, uh, streamlined. Yes. So if you're thinking about it, like, Oh, well, Richard got this speaking contract that I didn't get. It's Mm -hmm. like, 
most people aren't going to hire you anyway. Like, mo like if, if there are a million speaking opportunities, you're not going to get most of them. Mm -hmm. So you have to be thinking about, and this is again, what we were speaking of earlier, what are different ways that I can get in? So maybe I don't get the speaking contract. Maybe I get them to buy books from me. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I am able to, you know, create speak a video platform. Yeah. Have a, like and that. now yeah, coaching service. Yeah. Yes. Right now we have that now. So whereas, and, and you and I work in a trio space a lot, there are clients that hired us for speaking contracts that mm -hmm. on turn will be like, Hey, you wrote a book. Can you help me write a book? That's another income stream and you help them out. So you, we have to stop. And I think that's another reason that plays into competition. If I'm only looking at it finite, there's only this amount of speeches, then I mean, I guess numbers wise, somebody mm -hmm. could quote unquote be taken away from you if you're in the same industry. But if that's yeah. all you're looking at it for, then you shouldn't. And I always coach my students, your professional speaking business should be paid advertising for something else that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's so it great. should be paid advertising for your books. It should be paid advertising for your courses. It should be paid advertising for your mission if you have a foundation or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when you get up in front of people, that's not the end. That should be the beginning. So I just wanted that's to interject good. that. No, thank you. Thank you for that. And I think that's one of the things that definitely with how finances have played out in times past. And I definitely think with everything that we're in right now, like we, we've got to stop looking at things as, as so streamlined, like you said, um, because I think that really does hinder us when it comes to the gifts that we have and the knowledge that we have that can actually bring in the chicken in other areas. Right. And so we, you know, when we talk about individuals who, have been able to create generational wealth. We hear this term utilized so much now, definitely in like the black community and other communities of color, like creating generational wealth. It didn't come through one form and fashion. You know, like they say that 90% of the world's millionaires all invested in the real estate, right? And so you got to start thinking, all right, cool. If I pull in this $10,000 speaking contract, or better yet, if I pull in several of them, what am I doing with this money besides sitting on it saying I'm good for this season? How can I take this? What does the investment look like into um, doing what you did, right? Going ahead. And, and, and then that's the thing too. You got to look at it as an investment, but spending that 10 G's to, to take that speaker's course or putting that money in to learn how to pick up maybe another trade or craft or to get better at one that you already have, whatever it might be um putting that money out i know a lot of speakers struggle with this and i'd be i'll be completely honest with you i struggled with it early i i was of the mindset because of the work that i had done at one point in time that if they weren't paying me to speak i wasn't coming out to speak so mm. foolish of you to, to to think that i'm gonna pay a conference fee to be a vendor when i should probably be your keynote right and so <laughs> no let's keep it above we're we gonna be honest and so with that thinking, though, it's like, Richard, you should have looked at this as an investment because you said no to something that had 100 decision makers sitting there in that space. And even though you weren't brought in as the keynote or as a paid speaker for this one event, how many times or opportunities did you miss to be paid in this moment by not investing, right? 
And so Man, I, I think it's, I think, it, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be said. It needs to be said because I think that what happens is because we do such good work and because we put so much effort in, it can be very easy to think that we're Eric Thomas, right? That we made it, right? And that, oh, no, like, I'm not out here reaching for y'all no more. Y'all come to me, you know? And, and, and the reality is, is that, yo, like you said, bro, this is just one part. How are we expanding this thing beyond this one area? Because as we get older, new, younger, fiery speakers are going to come up. New, younger, fiery authors are going to come up. Oh, they here. They, they here. And that's the thing. And so... <laughs> You know, while while some folks are like, oh, I'm fighting and vying for my spot, it's kind of like, hey, bro, at some point in time, you got to become the big homie that folks look to because they still get paid, too. That's it. <laughs> so That's it, so I love that. I love that, man. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to do this again, bro, because I feel like it's so much knowledge and, and wisdom to just be shared in this space. We're going to get ready to wrap this up. But before we do, um, I just I, I want to do a, several things real quick before we get to where people can follow you and all of that. You mentioned that you had several books coming out. Are there any other projects that you have coming up that people should know about that they can go sign up for courses or anything? Please let us know. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing that I have uh, coming out is uh, we're going to really be launching uh, the, the imprint uh, life based on the true story. So it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot surrounding that. So uh, if people will just follow me, um, basically on IG or Facebook at Odell Bazell. I'm the only Odell Bazell out there. Um, O-D-E-L-L-B-I-Z-Z-E-L-L. -L -L -E -L -L. And, uh, and just, and just follow uh, what's going on. Uh, we got a cool series coming out called the one sentence story uh, that, that makes it easy to create content and put unique content together. Um, and that's going to be a free resource. So um, just, that's really the, the biggest thing I always got like, multiple things cooking but that's yeah, just gonna yeah, be yeah. the the biggest thing right now dope i love it man all right so cool so we got you there um real quick just all of the social handles is it odell bazell across all of social media yep just at, at odell bazell um Easy. My boy i was, say blessed, I was blessed i was blessed with a unique <laughs> name i was blessed with a unique <laughs> name so um, pretty pretty simple to find me and feel free to, to hit me up shoot me a dm and and uh, looking forward to connecting. Love it. Odell, before we get off, one, one more thing I need from you, man. If you could give one quick final thought when it comes to those who are out here right now, scattered, trying to figure out the dream and the vision, what would it be? I was, I'm, I'm going to use a quote uh, from uh, Benjamin Franklin. Life's tragedy is that we get old too soon, but why is too late? Mm -hmm. uh, we get old too soon, but why is too late? And so in this season, if you're feeling scattered, if you're feeling like seek wisdom from from that from the ages, from the people that are older than you, from the people that are more experienced than you, that have gone through stuff. And if you talk to them, uh, whether it be you know somebody in your family or mm -hmm. you know connecting to, to conversations like we just had, it it'll allow you to get that wisdom now, so that in mm -hmm. a year, five years, you won't be looking back and man, I wish I knew that. Like get yeah. the wisdom now, OD on the wisdom, and uh, and then you'll be in a better place. There you go. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in, and thank you to my amazing guest, Mr. Odell Bazell. Um, I cannot wait to have you back on. Uh, for those of you all that are catching this on the replay, listen, it still applies. Thank you all so, so much. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dreams. Until next time, peace. Peace.